Welcome to A Tribe Called Yes, the podcast that brings you closer to the world's most notorious risk takers, trailblazers, and enemies of the status quo. Now, here's your host, Darren K. Roberts. Welcome to the tribe, Kristen Parker, CEO of Lexicon Medical. Listen, this story is going to give you all of the things you need to persevere and push through your next obstacle or challenge. We're so happy to have you on. And I want to start with the fact that you were a business major at Texas A&M. Why did you leave? You changed majors. Why? I changed majors. Well, I should start out by saying my dad made me a business major. Mm. So, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really something I, I, you know, set out to do. It was just done for me. Mm. He literally said, hey, babe, you're a business major. And I said, oh, OK. <laughs> so, you know, that was that. And um, I went through the coursework as best as I could. And it just, it didn't speak to me. Hmm. I just didn't like it. So um, one day I, I just decided I'm going to do this now and ask for forgiveness later. And I went and changed my major hmm. to elementary education. Well, let me ask you this. Did mm-hmm. you tell your dad beforehand, before you twist, switch? No, I didn't. Sorry, dad. So I work with a lot of students. <laughs> he you knows know. now, but you know. <laughs> as a professor here and working with a lot of students and so many of them come in with Mom sent me here to be a doctor. Dad sent me here to be a lawyer. But I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I say, hey, well, why don't you switch? Or why don't you double major? And and so many people are scared and risk averse. But you made the switch and just chose to not tell dad, but really f- take this detour that you, that you thought would be more satisfying. I did. And, you know, I, I mean, I told him right after I did it, you know, and <laughs> it didn't go, you know, it wasn't like the best conversation ever, but um, it, you know, my mom was a, an elementary school principal mm-hmm. and my dad uh, was the chief of juvenile probation for the County. So I'd always, I grew up in the courthouse and so I was very comfortable in the courthouse. I always either I worked summers in judge's office mm. and you know, answering the phone and um, getting to sit in the jury box and things like that. So I had that as an interest. And my, um, my and I loved being at school with my mom. So I think that's why I felt so at home thinking this is home to me. I didn't know anything about the business world. So it was like coming into this unknown and I just craved something that I knew a little better because I was just floundering. Didn't feel good. Yeah. And I hate to you know spoil the end, but I mean, you've circled back to business, I did, which yeah. really I think just speaks to like, there are no final decisions, right? I mean, different things resonate with people at different times of their lives. And Absolutely. the important thing is just to embrace what moves you at the time. And then you kind of figure it out. Absolutely. I mean, I would say that that journey, I mean, if you have to say, would I do the same thing over again? Mm-hmm. I would have to say yes, because being a school teacher, um, one, 
I learned mom, you know, mom and dad are usually right. So kids, listen to your parents. Um, that teaching wasn't my thing either. So I did it for four years. And I was even in graduate school. I thought I wanted to be an elementary school principal like my mom. So I was, ha- I made it halfway through grad school um, to get my master's degree. And this light bulb moment of, no, this is not what you want to be doing either. And I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Let me ask you this. How do you, how do you balance this feeling of, I think this is tough, right? Quitting something versus changing directions. Because I think a lot mm-hmm. of people have this, okay, I have to finish this PhD program mm-hmm. because I've put two years into it. Even though I hate every second of my life while I'm conducting research and teaching, how do you balance that sort of the inner tension between, no, this isn't quitting. This is just pivoting. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's who I am as a person mm-hmm. is, is I don't, I didn't really struggle with abandoning that program because it wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. And I think even in business today, I mean, this is sort of fast forwarding for a second, but um, if I'm trying something in business and it's not working, Hmm. even if I've, you know, invested in a program or, you know, I've got some of my um, marketing dollars wrapped up in it, if it's not working and I've given it enough of a shot to know this is, this is a dead end. So why go all the way to the dead end? I'm going to turn around Hmm. and figure out which way I need to be going again. Yeah, Tribe. I think it's important to, to remember you don't have to fall in love with a decision. I think it's so tough because we think I chose this. Yeah. So now I've got to see it through. And there is something to be said for, you know, persevering to the end through something, but it's got to be something you want. It's got to be something that feels right Mm -hmm. and that you think really, really feeds into your purpose. Absolutely. I mean, it's a journey. Hmm. You know, it's not like I don't go through life trying to make it from point A to point Z in a direct route. Hmm. You know, I mean, I'm. I'm going to go, I'm literally, I'm bad at driving in directions, but I'll go from A to F to C to S to, you know, to whatever. And eventually maybe I didn't want to be at point Z, but I'm, I've learned so much about myself and um, certainly, you know, I have four kids. I, I never thought I was going to have four kids. You know, I thought I was going to have one kid and I have four. And there's so much about life that if, you know, you'd ask me in my 20s to tell you where I'd be at 42 years old, no way on earth would I tell you that I'm here. Wow. So you so you leave the master's program. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Yes. Yeah, so you're like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. You didn't look back. Yeah. You just yeah. left and you were ready to go. And then what was the next move? Well, so, you know, in the school teaching world, spring break is a blessed thing. And um, and I had no children at the time, and I had a week off. And so I picked up the phone and called my best friend, Teresa, and I said, hey, I want to, um, can I come hang out with you in Houston for a few days? I have nothing going on for spring break. And she said, sure, come hang out with me. We need to hang out. And, um, but I have to work. So, um, and she was in pharmaceutical sales. I should definitely mention that. And, um, she said, bring your church clothes because you're going to have to come to work with me. You're going to need to make a few calls with me. That's all she said. I had no idea. Here I was 
small town girl, you know, I'm from a small town. I lived in a bubble my whole life. I knew the teaching world and I knew the government world Mm -hmm. because that was my limited experience. And here my best friend says, bring your church clothes and and then we're going to hang out. That's where I was. And I said, okay, packed a bag, went to Houston. And um, we made sales calls to doctors, which was a world that scared the daylights out of me because I thought you go to doctor's offices when you're not sick. You know, there's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. And I could not believe she got paid to do that job because I thought, okay, here I am working my tail off in a classroom, spending my own money, buying supplies and you know, getting there early, staying late, working through the summer because I wanted my classroom to look just right. And she got paid probably double what I got paid as a school teacher to go talk to people. So I literally, I said, this is your job. What else do you do? Well, this is it. And I said, okay, dang it. I mean, obviously (laughs) I made the wrong choice in life. And she said, Christy, you're so creative. You could absolutely do this job. And, you know, in my limited experience, I said, well, what does creativity have to do with what you do? I mean, you're talking about medicine to physicians. And so, you know, long story short, I went back home thinking, boy, that'd be awesome. But, oh, well, that's not my lot in life. She calls me a day after I get home before spring break's even over and says, there's an opening in Austin, which is you know, where I lived at the time, um, there's an opening in Austin for my company and um, I can probably get you an interview. And I said, okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I would do, what, what, what I would say. I mean, I'm a first grade teacher. And she said, just be yourself. And so I did what I usually do. I I researched. I ordered a book online. I, I said, yes, I would mm-hmm. love the interview. I, I set it up. I knew it was a few days out. I ordered a book on pharmaceutical sales. And there was actually a a book that somebody made. I found it on the internet. I had it overnighted. I studied it cover to cover, made notes in it, and found where I fit into that. So you went right into research mode. So so the key thing is you said yes. I said yes. And was was there any reluctance inside of you to say yes? I mean, did you feel... Sure. What would you say the split was? Like, was it a 70, 30? I mean, how close were you well, to saying no? I knew I wanted out, but I mean, I'm going to go ahead and just be real here. 70% of me was like, what do I have to lose? Hmm. You know, and then the other 30% of me was like, but, it, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to do if I get it, get the job offer? Because I'm a school teacher. School wasn't out yet, you know, and she made me promise if you say yes, and you get the job, you cannot turn this job down because I'm putting my fanny on the line here for you. And honestly, coach, I was thinking, I would, what am I going to, I'm not getting this job, right? <laughs> so you thought your chances were pretty low. I totally, I, I was going to use this as a practice run to tell you hmm. the truth. Yeah, that's how I looked at it. But you did the first step. You took the first step of saying, okay, let me learn about the profession, Mm -hmm. the interviewing process associated with pharmaceutical sales. Mm -hmm. So you went deep into research mode. I did. And um, in true teacher fashion, I I went thematic on it. Hmm. I themed it out. And I decided that um, 
I needed to. I, are you familiar with package inserts? When, or, no. Like, most, no. What is this? What most is this? people, when you know, you you go to Walgreens, you get your your prescription, and they they staple of the pertinent information about the the yes. drugs on it. Okay. Well, most people throw those in the trash, right? Okay. <laughs> yes, that's me. That's like, yeah. I don't <laughs> read them either. Here, truth be told. But I mean, that's that's what tells you, you know, don't take this medicine with this medicine. So we really should be reading it, but nobody does. So basically. I made myself what is Kristen as a pharmaceutical product. So I did the total first grade teacher thing and I made a package insert for mm. myself as a drug. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's intense. It's intense. What does that look like? I mean, what is that? It was a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. It was typed out. It was pretty um, Flintstones looking. I mean, it wasn't like impressive by any means. And, um, but it said, um, I basically not knowing how to look at a package insert, I looked at the highlights mm. and I looked at what goes into it. So mm. that was my hard work. Instead of medical terminology that's in an insert, yeah. I, um, I used hardworking words. I mm. used resume words. I'm a self-starter. I am focused. I'm determined. I'm a hard worker. I'm driven. I'm, you know, all of these things, I'm per, you know, perseverance, all the, all mm. these keywords. And then, you know, it's also, there's contraindications, which is like, don't ever, ever, ever use this drug with this drug. So contraindications, you know, it would be something like, um, misdirection and downtime or something mm. like that. It, yeah. So, I mean, what I'm hearing is that this is interesting. You really, you took your skills and then aligned them with what you thought the responsibilities, the needs of the position were. Exactly. And not many people do that. Many people just think, okay, let me learn about the industry. Yeah. Let me get the jargon down yeah. so that I sound somewhat smart during the interview. Right. You said, okay, no, hold on. Let me first figure out. I knew I out. couldn't roll with that coach. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <you laughs> know. like in over my head. And <laughs> That's not it. my game. But I am going to, I'm going to make sure that I really communicate how I am a good fit yes. for this position. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How was the interview? Great. It was like talking to you hmm. right now. I, I walked in and basically, oh, and I went to Kinko's and made um, business cards for myself. Hmm. And I went ahead and put the company logo, their company logo. So you, so you, <laughs> That's called the assumptive post, yes. by the way. <laughs> so yeah, I walked in with those two things. because, And you know why I did this? My resume was not going to get me that job. Hmm. I had an elementary education degree and I was trying to get a job for a major pharmaceutical company. Hmm. And um and so I did what I know. I I just went with it and I thought, you know, this is practice anyway. What was their reaction? Okay, so who's who's interviewing you? Hmm. You know, what was the setup like and Tell us about the reaction when you walk in with the business card that already has the company oh, yeah. logo on it yeah. and your name. Yeah. Um, I uh, So I showed up, did the handshake, sitting down in the um, just the, the lobby of the hotel where all of the interviews were being conducted. And, um, and I said, um, oh, I have a few things for you. And I just presented them. And here's my card. And I it was very nonchalant. <laughs> You know, it gave him pause, <laughs> I would say. You know, he looked at it, he went, really now? You know, and so, but it, there was, you know, just there was room to breathe. Mm. There, it was more, it allowed for more of a conversation. And 
what were you thinking? And it kind of allowed me to beat him to the punch saying, why on earth would I hire a school teacher? What do you know about science? Because I knew if he said, what do you know about science? I would say, not much. You know, what do you know about marketing? Nothing. (laughs) What do you know about? I mean, no, I knew nothing about nothing, basically. And so I just decided I was going to show up and be myself. And then you get the job, obviously. I got the job. I did after three rounds of interviews. Hmm. So, and every time I went in, I did do a little something more. Like um, I made cookies. I literally walked in and and made cookies in the shape of a pill, and I piped icing on them. I mean, I told you, you I went first grade teacher. I did, and there was no. After that first interview, I knew I was getting that job. You knew it. I knew it. You know, you think about all of the all of the things you did and the techniques you used. I mean, pharmaceutical sales is about customer service. Mm-hmm. So you have to think that after your interviews, they're thinking, okay, this is how she's going to treat That's exactly right. the doctor that she has to go and make a call. One, I know I'm a smart lady and I knew, I don't know the science behind any of this now, but I can learn it yeah. because I'll have a reason to learn it. So that's one thing. I mean, people get really stuck in the technical jargon. Yeah. I mean, you can, I've, I've seen this stat that pretty much most people can learn what they need to know about a new industry within three weeks, right? At max. Absolutely. At a max. Yeah. But I think oftentimes people take their major coupled with where they've worked and they think, oh, there's no way that I could do X. Absolutely. Instead of saying, hey, I'm smart enough. I can I can learn it. Absolutely. If I can establish a connection with. That's absolutely yeah. what it is. And, and fast forwarding again, when we're hiring representatives for lexicon medical we are not looking at people who have done what we're hiring to do before i mean certainly if they've done it great that's that is a check in the plus side mm-hmm. of things but we're looking for the 3 c's character competence and chemistry mm-hmm. I mean, do do i want to spend time with you do i like you and are you smart enough to learn what i need to teach you mm-hmm. Not, have you done it before? Wow. Character, competence, and chemistry. Chemistry. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you get the job. How long How long are you in pharmaceutical sales? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. Good seven years. Great seven years. You enjoyed it. I loved it. It was a, I loved it. I mm-hmm. mean, I won President's Club. I Tell people what President's Club President's is. President's Club is when you're top of the sales pack. Mm-hmm. You're in the leaderboard, basically. So- with the, I was I worked for two companies. The second company I was with, um, I was either number two or three each year in the nation hmm. with with that company. And um, yeah, I loved wow. it. All right, tell us about the switch. So so at the end of that seven year stint, mm-hmm. what's the next transition for you? Well, I had little girls. I had twin girls during that time, and from the moment I had them. From the time they were two, that burn and desire of wanting to be with them more, it just grew stronger and stronger until I couldn't, I couldn't put that aside anymore. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the day to day necessarily. It was when I got shipped off to training, um, you know, out of state or even out of the city for a week at a time. It, it just did not sit well with me. And I'll tell you, before I had kids, I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom before I had hmm. kids. When I had kids, I thought, how am I ever going to 
leave them, their sight. How, how will I ever, I mean, if I was a kangaroo, I'd put them in my pouch and take them with me everywhere. I really would. Mm. So it, it was very hard for me. Mm. And so I, I took a leap of faith and I quit and money was really tight at home. I mean, it was, I was leaving a big fat six figure income with amazing benefits, trips, Nice amount of vacation time, a company car, you know, you name it. It was the package, you know, but my girls were, they were the package I wanted and in time with them. That was my, that was my why. That was why I quit time. And you didn't feel a need to apologize for that. You know, I, I now I'm a male and so I'm, I'm also a father of five. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, I've had these discussions where, you know, it's, I think it's so tough because I think that. You just felt this burning desire to be there with your daughters. Mm-hmm. And did you feel like, was there this tension? Like there was a tension between the professional and family, but family was going to win. Yes. Yeah. Family was going to yeah. win. Um, and I, now I'm my first husband. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. that would be, okay. So I, my then husband, um, I, I, you know, it was one of those things that we had to sort of compromise on that, okay, there is a window here, a bridge between what he was earning and what was still needed. And so a part-time job, I, I would need to have a part-time job. And so, you know, here's where, you know, God's leading me down this path of, um, as I'm going around saying goodbye to all of my um, physicians that I had built relationships with over the years, I got three job offers. Hey Tribe, what a compelling story. Kristen Parker walked us through the difficult decision to leave her six-figure pharmaceutical sales job and spend more time with her daughter. Now that's not the end of the story. Tune in to the next episode here on A Tribe Called Yes to hear how she transitioned to building a company that has served hundreds of doctors across the country, Lexicon Medical. Come back and listen to A Tribe Called Yes, and we'll see you episode 39.